Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Tamara Castello. She's a renowned traditional Chinese me medicine specialist. She's the CEO of the Tamara Castello Clinic and the author of the highly acclaimed book, The Power of Rituals, Small Habits, Big Changes for Your Well-Being and Health. We talk about the power of rituals, how her background in Chinese medicine and master's in oncology helps her practice. Um, we talk about how everyone needs an hourglass, uh, why you're sleeping the wrong way, basically ways to uh, prevent disease. It's a really great talk and I would really recommend getting her book because I don't think there's anything else like it. Uh, so here is Tamara, hope you guys enjoy it. So Tamara, what is the concept of Tamarisma? For two months, nobody asked, mm -hmm. nobody asked me that question still. So it's, yeah, good question to start. Um, so my name is, my <laughs> name is Tamara. So I think you can, this is a joke between my friends they, because I'm really strict with food and with rituals and everything. And uh, when I was, when I did 32 years old, I think, mm -hmm. I'm 38, I'm going to do 39 this year um they they all made shirts <laughs> this is a true story and in the shirts they put tamarishmo we don't eat kiwi it's just a stupid joke and they they all appear in my birthday party with the shirts so they came up with the name actually not me um and then i pick up the name because i think it's a, it's a way of living mm -hmm. and um and then people start to identify with the with the concept not only my patients of course um but everybody in the community i have online and uh it stuck and nowadays it's a big big community and uh i do like five or six challenges a year in which challenge we have like 500 people in all in 24 hours participation mm -hmm. for about two weeks and uh, it's beautiful to see we do rituals together we exchange a lot of energy and it's beautiful i love it so for someone who's reading your book and they see it and they go, oh, you know, there's like a lot of rituals. Uh, this is a little woo wooey. Can you separate? Oh, zero. Zero. <laughs> no, okay. zero. Minus 25. I'm a doctor. No, not woo woo. <laughs> exactly. Nothing like that. You're Nothing like that. that. Nothing yeah. like that. So uh, I think it's important to establish what is a ritual for, for, for starters. Yes. I think the, the difference between a, a ritual and a habit is only your mindset. So mm -hmm. it's not you're going not, not in the middle of the woods doing something crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, no, not, nothing like that. I'm a, I'm a bit simpler person. Uh, normally, I said to my patients, it's all about connection and to find uh, what what puts them together and what makes them happy at the end of the day and reminding their conscious mind and to be in the present moment. So normally I, I put rituals on my patients' lives during the time they are brushing their teeth mm -hmm. or during the time they are in the, in the, in the sh shower or waking up or making breakfast. So I think you, it's not, not nothing hoo-hoo. It's yeah. just uh, focusing on yourself and focusing on your uh, objectives and focusing and what makes you happy at the end of the day. Great. And what are some more simple rituals that we could do to reduce stress and their importance besides the brushing of the teeth and 
Like, no, not not the brushing itself. I think it's not the, the brushing is not the ritual. The ritual is what what you think when you're doing it. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. That's um, I mean. Yeah, but you, th I don't know. I think for me to to reduce stress, I know, and I always teach my patients how to breathe. I think okay. that's important. Important, important start. Um, people don't breathe. Breathe is underrated. I think. Yeah. Like sleep, which is so so important. Um, and, uh, I think one of the, the big, the big thing that I, it's not a big thing. It's like actually something that will take you one minute in the morning, mm -hmm. um, is just to choose the word of the day or the feeling of the day. And, uh, this is really simple. you just wake up in your bed and you breathe a bit two, three breathings, big, big breaths. And then you choose the way you want to feel for this day. If you have an important meeting, if you have an important uh, thing you have to do, or if you have nothing, you just want to be happy and you feel all the moments and you feel the sun and you feel the breeze and you feel what you want to feel. Um, and uh, it's important to stay connected to a feeling during the day and it's important to stay focused and to stay in a direction. I think it's a beautiful ritual in the morning and reduces stress because it gives you an, a line, gives you a direction, gives you a road to follow. And um, you remember that during the day, which is your brain works amazing if you give it a direction. <laughs> it actually, it it actually works if you if you do it. Do tell him to do something. Yeah. And um, and that's beautiful because it reduces stress in the level that you know what you're doing and you're not just going all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. And I really love this, but um, you recommend that everybody get an hourglass. Tell us why we should all have an hourglass. An hourglass. Oh my God, because the hourglass for me is, is it makes you stop because I, I work a lot. I have two clinics. Uh, I employ 32 people. I have two dogs, two, two daughters. Wow. And uh, I need an hourglass because my, my time runs out. It's really quick for me to spend to 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 burn five hours. <laughs> I burn it like nothing. Ooh. And uh, the hourglass, yeah, I think it's important to stop. You know, so I tell my patients every other time you do it and you stop and you take a breath and then you turn it and then you work and then you, when it's done, you take a breath and then you turn it. It looks crazy, but actually there's a lot of studies that tells you when you take a lot of breaks, mini breaks, your your brain works tremendously well nice so it's, yeah it's good because you work super well and it's 4 p.m and you're still working super well which for me is important <laughs> to be working well so uh, for me it's uh, a way that i can maintain my focus and i can maintain my rhythm in a in a good way so i i just keep keep stopping breathing take a, a stretch and then keep going and then stopping a lot of a lot of time I, I stop like 19 times a day and it works Stop like for a minute, just breathing, breathing and refocusing and put my body in a cool position and lower my shoulders, relax mm -hmm. my jaw and put myself together and the oxygen start to flow. And then I go again. And then my focus is perfect. Amazing. You heard that guys mm -hmm. take breaks. It's very important to take breaks. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always know you wanted to uh, get into, well, you're a doctor in Chinese medicine and also you have a yeah. medicine oncology did you know that was your career path I know I don't I didn't know no. I think for me I'm I'm a, I'm a really well I know I wanted to be a doctor but I don't know I didn't know uh, I think my life 
I, I just I, I believe in the universe in the connection not in a religious way not nothing like that but I I I believe in in life you know I think life can if you are connected to yourself I think it, it it drives you you know if you just let it go and go with the flow and I think I I go I, I did go with the flow and I think it started to happening and I made good choices in my career and I'm happy but I didn't knew it I just uh, my masters came came to me when one day and everybody was looking at me my whole crew like what <laughs> yeah. what and I said yeah that's what I'm gonna do yeah you're going yeah okay good do it and I said yeah let's go so I think it's like that I think I have an inspiration and I just follow it and I'm, I'm not afraid of it so I think it's like that I love it so um if someone is on the fence of try- trying a traditional Chinese medicine, why should they see one? What are the benefits of seeing a Chinese medicine doctor? Yeah, at 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 this point, I don't do traditional Chinese medicine as mm-hmm. well. I do it, but I've been a doctor for sixteen years now. We do integrative medicine at this point. We are thirty-two. I have two two clinics, two big clinics, and we are a lot of us. <laughs> and physiotherapists, psychologists, we have a big big crew. We do integrative medicine, which for me is the it's the the key. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the health in general um but i think the the beautiful thing about traditional chinese medicine i i i love it for a lot of reasons but the main reason i think is because of diagnosis mm-hmm. i think it's a um it's a beautiful medicine because it's really old which is yeah. amazing um because they work it in so many people mm-hmm. and they see so many times the results and they are really structured the chinese when they do some work, they are really, really focused, and they and they describe things two thousand years ago that we now see completely right, which is beautiful. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's amazing. And I always give the people the the idea of the kidney. The, in traditional Chinese medicine, the kidney mm-hmm. is the center of fear, um, and they write this two thousand and something years old ago, <laughs> and. Um, and you know the the center of fear is your your amygdala and your adrenals, which are right. located at, at the kidney, which is amazing how they did that. No? Right. Oh, yeah, so they they look at the whole body and the emotions and the connections between diseases and emotions, which for me makes completely sense. Mm-hmm. And for me, is the only way to see a human being is not the disease but the whole. Right. And, um, for me, that that perspective perspective changes a lot. It's not. It's not that you should only be in the traditional Chinese medicine doctors. I think I think integrative medicine is the best way, but you should definitely definitely see somebody who looks at you, not your disease. I think this is the difference. I love it, and a lot of people have ailments that are symptoms of their disease. That's another, yeah. and not the main problem, which a lot of people get confused with right yeah yeah because the problem is that when you don't have an holistic approach mm-hmm. you see you see everything as, as a disease you yeah. see a headache as a, a disease you see an insomnia as a disease you see a palpitation of the heart as a disease vertigo and you don't you don't see the yeah you go to five different doctors and you go crazy you know because nobody is looking at the, the real issue which is the integrative yeah. you and whole and why is this happening of course you you are you are all connected and sometimes you go to a normal doctor and you said oh i have a headache really bad headache for a long time and now i have a problem with my menses and i i I, my my bowels are bad oh so you have to see this and this and this doctor 
Right. And this is this is just stupid. It's obvious for traditional Chinese medicine doctor that is all connected. It's all connected, and it's obvious for us two thousand years ago <laughs> that it's all the same disease. You understand? Yeah. So I think this is the difference, and uh, we don't look at the symptoms; we look at the root cause, which for me makes so much more uh, uh, sense for me from my my, my point of view. From your point, that's great. And your master's of oncology, how has that helped and influenced your practice also? Um, it's an integrative, well, I do I do um, oncology in a perspective of TCM, integrative with the common normal medicine. Um, and uh, for me, it helped because I've been seeing cancer patients for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for me, it's important because of the new drugs chemotherapy drugs and radiotherapy drugs and it's important to understand because traditional Chinese medicine is um, always development developing a lot mm-hmm. um, and it's important to understand what is new and how can you connect between the two how can I help my patients dur- during chemotherapy how can I help my patients during radiotherapy hormonal therapy and uh, for me it was really important to to get me acquainted with uh, all of the new drugs and um, all of the interactions drug interactions which are really important at this moment um, and how can you see through in a better way and how can you uh, improve the blood samples how can you improve the energy how can you improve the sleep quality how can you improve the anxiety um, without putting at risk the chemotherapy and this is really important these days because a lot of people got is, is with cancer. So it's, yeah. it's important. Yeah. That's very sad. And um, I wanted to ask you, was there a case that really amazed you, that just stuck with you, that you like just remember all the time? Mm. I, I lose a lot of patients. Right. So I remember a lot of patients, oh. a lot of time, every time. Um in a good way, not in a bad way. I I always do my best. I'm I'm a, I'm a doctor who never sleeps when I have a problem. You know, I'm I'm really a focused, a human doctor. I hope, I think my patients would say that. So, um, I try. I I I do my best. Actually, my very best. But I did sometimes people die. Uh, so um, I think yeah, it amazes me. It amazes me in the in the in the good way. I think I have amazing patients. And uh, had I ten years ago, maybe I have a I had a girl with uh, thirty one, I think, with breast cancer, oh. and uh, she was in yeah, she was in Macau at this point or Singapore, mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, she she was Portuguese, and she she came with his her husband to Lisbon when she discovered she has cancer mm-hmm. in the breast. And um, when she arrived at my clinic, this is it was not this clinic; it was another one, really small. Many years ago, and um, she was almost my age, and um, she she tells me, well, I'm in remission, um, but I feel so. The, the the main complaint was the pain that she was feeling on the hip. Oh, okay. Yeah. Left or right and side? Right side. Right side. Okay. And I was telling, and and she was telling me, I think it's the cancer. Uh-huh. And I was looking at the blood tests and everything, and she was in remission, supposedly. And uh, she was always telling me so she was sorry. remission. Oh, she remission. was remission, supposedly. Uh-huh. So they, they got it out, out, they do chemo, they do radiotherapy, they do everything. So now she only have a pain. And she was telling me, she this is the cancer. Every time she, she lays in my 
in, in my, she, she sits right in front of me and she said, it's the cancer, I, I know it. And I said, oh, well, be cool, be cool. And I know it, she was always telling me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um she did all the tests and nothing not she was with nothing and she was right. always i know i know and this was like three months okay and then uh, some some day her husband called me it was like a friday and uh she got a dyspnea attack without uh, she, she gets she lose the air on the on the lungs on the mm -hmm. friday and she was dead on monday and uh it was the cancer <gasps> and uh yeah yeah she was right it was bone cancer. It it has it has metastasized, and uh, for me it was uh, uh, amazing. Not the patient, but the husband. Right. And it was it was amazing. He was an amazing human, and for a long time I keep on seeing him. And from time to time he comes and visits, mm -hmm. and uh, he really is a, a amazing soul. He, he just keep on going and keep on being good one and keep on being a good soul and. He, helps people with cancer these days and is amazing and for me I think yeah. to turn something terrible in something beautiful it's not easy yeah. it's not for everybody and uh they just got married two years it was crazy yeah and uh he actually he was not angry he was not you know he was just amazing it was amazing I was just amazed by his movement it was a movement of such humanity, you know, it's just okay, yeah. this happens, happens to everybody. So I'm everybody, you know, it was amazing. And it was amazing till this day. I, I just, I adore him. I think he's amazing. He's an, an amazing person. And That's he's now with a, a new life, but he still reach out with people with cancer. He helps a lot and he's really active in the community. And uh, I think people... Not only the patients, but the, the people who are involved in this, they are very special. And they sometimes sometimes can leave, give you life lessons, which are so important with as humans. And uh, in this case, it was beautiful. He was a beautiful person. He is, actually. I got chills. And that's just a testament to Sorry. how <laughs> intuition is. Wow. Women's intuition. Like, don't yeah. ignore it. She was always telling me at the end of, in my face, she was telling me, I know it, I know it. And I, I would say to her, but it's nothing in the test. I'm telling you, she always gets upset with me. Like I'm seeing her telling me without hair. She was telling me, I know it, I feel it. And I said, okay, okay, it's terrible. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Well, thanks for sharing that. Story. Yeah. What are the other, uh, what's like the most common disorder that you treat? Mm. I treat, well, my clinic treats everything with non-surgical, everything that you can imagine. Um, me, myself, as yeah. a person, okay. Um, me, myself, I see autoimmune diseases. That's okay. my main normal uh, life and cancer. Wow. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why do you think there's a rise in people getting autoimmune diseases and cancer? Well, I have, I have two autoimmune diseases. That's why I, I see them, I think um why i think it's a lot of things i think it's um a bit of genetics a bit of emotional a bit of environmental okay. um food sensitivities um and everything together as a soup <laughs> a bad one yeah, i was gonna <laughs> but, say cocktail so it's a soup yeah okay yeah so everything together you know it's uh, a lot of conditioning and uh, a lot of trauma of course too a lot of trauma yeah that's yeah. what i was always thinking yeah, but it's not alone because you have a lot of people with trauma that doesn't develop any kind of autoimmune diseases. So I think you have to you have to have another type of layer to do that. Um, you have to have a layer of uh, some kind of uh, reactivity 
bowel reactivity, okay. some, some kind of reactivity, lung reactivity, a bit of asthma, retinitis, something which reacts to the environment. And um, I think it's a main thing. And then you had a bit of trauma and you had a bit of um, environmental things. And I think you, you can get that with that bad soup. <laughs> bad soup. So if you're, when you say food sensitivities, so mm -hmm. if someone goes and gets tested and they have a list of, you know, food sensitivities and they continue mm -hmm. to not, you know, follow doctor's advice, like, hey, avoid these foods. To you, that could be pretty dangerous over time, correct? I don't know. No. And that's a difficult question. If you have an autoimmune disease, uh -huh. if you already have it, okay. you should you should be careful with food. Right. Okay. If you don't have it, you have to lower the inflammation on your body. So you have to see what's happening. Why? Why are you inflammated? What's the trigger? What's happening? Right. Okay. So it's important to understand that. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think nobody will be healthy eating gluten and uh, dairy every day. Right. So for me, that's and sugar. So for me, <laughs> this is impossible, um, which is different from, from telling you that if you have food sensitivities and you cure uh, your bowel and you cure your stress and you heal your traumas in a good way, of course, not all, but a lot of them and your conscience, which is more important than heal at uh, the first step, of course, um, and you sleep nine hours a day and you get exercise, you can eat gluten or dairy one, two times a month, I think that's okay. That's not a problem. That's not an issue. Um, but uh, I think everything must be seen case by case. We are completely different, all of us. All of us. And the way that diseases manifest are completely different because our trauma is different. Our way of dealing with that is completely different the layers of metabolism of our body and physiology are different. And uh, we are unique in every single way. So it's important Absolutely. to see that. Mm -hmm. Do you mind sharing some tips on how to reduce inflammation? Well, it depends. That's the key. I can, I can share some tips, but it really depends on where, we, where it is. Which is universal. Well, the most, where you see the that's most... That's not... No, that's not the most, doesn't happen like that. So <laughs> more, I would, I would love that because it makes my life so simple. That, yeah. Diagnose would be really simple for me. So right. I can tell you like main lines and guidelines. I will tell sure. you that yes. no, normal people who sleep less than nine hours okay. have issues, have problems. And people don't like that. People like to sleep seven hours and seven hours is just not enough. I'm really, really so sorry. Wow. It's not enough, so you have to sleep more. And uh, you have to respect the circadian rhythm, uh, which nobody likes, and it pisses everybody off, but <laughs> that's life. You have to be at bed at 10 p.m., so sorry. You're going to have to be asleep at that time, and you have to wake up nine hours later, and this is important. So if you do that, the risks of inflammation, mm -hmm. it's way, 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 way below uh, normal people, which sleep seven hours. Um, then if you don't drink alcohol mm -hmm. dairy bad wheat and sugar uh -huh. this will be really good for you 
allied with, uh, with the sleep, then you are in a good, good place. Okay, okay. You just lower it like amazingly, like super healthy. And then you have another question, which is really important, which is the managing of your emotion. Mm. Yeah. So uh, it's really beautiful to eat well and everything is perfect. And you go to the gym and you do yoga and 30 meditations a day. But if you're not cleaning your mind, mm -hmm. this causes inflammation as well. Mm. Because your brain, everything you think, it's a chemical. Yes. So, you know, you're just invading your body with chemicals if you're just thinking stupid things, you know, and bad things and things that makes you anxious and uh, stressful and nervous. And this will put your body in stress and stress is inflammatory. And this is a trouble, a problem. Um, so you can control like about 50% and the other 50% is your mind. So, yeah. What about best. Physical touch. Why is physical that? touch for me is really because uh, it's a it's a way of your of settling your body. You know your skin is the biggest organ you have, and uh, it's the it's the contact it's the contact you have with reality. You touch reality with your skin, and the reality touches you. Reality touches you with your with the skin. Skin is your contact point for everything, good and bad. And um, yeah, and all the trauma, physical or, or verbally or emotionally or which kind of trauma you can think of, it's all in the skin, in the, in the cells, in the, in the body, in the physical body. And people right. address and very well the, the, the mind body, which is really important. But the physical body often is, well, it works alone. So we don't just, it's so subtle in the symptoms that you just don't, you miss it. Right. Because you think when, when something is, the mind is okay with that, normally you think the body will follow, but that is completely wrong. The body will not follow. Okay. Uh, the body needs work too, and care and touch. And the body needs to feel safe. And the skin is the vehicle for safety. And uh, you know, when you give a hug for 20 seconds, you release a lot of oxytocin. Ooh, which exactly. is a hormone of happiness and relaxation. It's the hormones you have when you have babies, which is really, really, really important because that hormone puts right. your body in a situation that it, it actually, the body, the cells, the skin, the body, the organs, physical body, not your mind, the physical body feels safe and it can relax. Relax, really relax. Not relax like, like you're saying your body, relax, relax, not like this. It's a really and profound relaxation of all of your stress and fight and flight response, which is really important. And it's biochemical. And you can do that by touch. So it's for me, it's amazingly important <laughs> to oh. touch people and uh, to touch people in the way they feel safe. Uh, and we are humans. We are supposed to be a tribe. We are supposed to touch it, each other. Hold hands, hugs. Uh, the skin to skin is really important, not only for newborns, for everybody. Yes. Everybody to feel safe, to feel they belong, mm. to feel their place. It's really important, really important. And what do you think about having an ego? <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's that's good, good and bad, you know. Good I think ego. the ego. 
yeah, I think ego is important for a lot of things in some some part of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial part of your life, I think, is really important yeah. um, because it helps you, um, in a way, um, to avoid uh, pain. <laughs> and then the pain comes in a different way, but then you have more tools. Um, yeah. But I think at at uh, at this point, I will I will share my personal experience. I think uh, my ego at this at this point is is just funny for me. I think it's just uh, yeah. I think I just I just see myself uh, and I share my patients share with my patients a lot of this. I, we do a lot of development on the self and. Um, for me, I think it's important to understand that you have to see it from a perspective of space. You have to see it from the outside and not identify with it because it's just stupid. And it tells you things that's, that's not only not aligned with the, your soul and your right. profound self, but is completely a mirror of your, your, your wounds and your fears. And I think it's really important to acknowledge it, um, embrace it, uh, and comprehend it and look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And not not live by it, but see it, which is important. <laughs> um, at my point of view, of course. Love. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. Thank Can you. you. Tell everyone, where to find you? Contact you. Oh, online. You I don't know. You can share the the contact online or my website, which is tamara-castello.com, and my book in Amazon. So yeah. Thank you, Tamara. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support.